Hey everybody, Mike Lejeune with Game Changers for Government Contractors. I've got Michelle with me here today. Michelle, before we dive in and talk about our topic, why don't you give everybody a little bit of background on yourself and what you do? Yeah, hi. Thanks, Mike, for having me. Uh, it's such a delight to be here. I'm Michelle Gardner, Ince, U.S. Air Force Colonel, retired. I've never been without an ID card, a military brat, military spouse, and woman veteran. I've been an entrepreneur and entrepreneur most of my adult life. Everything from department stores to hotels to restaurants, all of those things is what I did when I was in the military. A lot of people don't realize it. We have to make a profit. That money is then returned in the form of improving the morale and welfare and facilities for the quality of life of our members and their families. So it's been something I've been passionate about and so good to be here with you today. Nice. So tell us a little bit about your current role. You're working over at the VA today, right? I am. I'm working at the Department of Veteran Affairs. I want to do a disclaimer. Mike, if you ask me anything, I'm going to say that it's GI's opinion. It is not the (laughs) opinion of the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs. You know, having the most fun I've had in almost 11 years of federal service and my entire federal service after my 27 years in the Air Force has been at the Department of Veteran Affairs Office of Small and Disadvantaged Business Utilization. I started out as the director of the CVE, Center for Verification and Evaluation, almost 11 years ago. And now I am the director of the Women Veteran-Owned Small Business Initiative, where we seek to increase the representation and utilization of women veterans in the federal and uh, commercial marketplace. You have a unique perspective to bring today. And normally, we're talking about contractors and approaching the government and our perspective. Today, we get to talk about your perspective as somebody who's worked in government and what you've seen with small businesses. I'm sure you've seen hundreds, if not thousands of small, but maybe tens of thousands of small (laughs) businesses come through your office for help and support. And so it's just going to be nice to have your perspective on what you've seen, some of the do's and don'ts and things like that. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit about where your passion for small business comes from. My passion for small business comes from the fact that after I retired, I was in business for my myself for a couple of years doing B2B work. And I will tell you, despite having run a billion dollar department stores in the Pacific and having 7,000 people work for me, I failed. Mm. And I think that is something that I thought, oh, this is going to be easy. But let me tell you, being on the government side of contracting and business is totally different from being in business. And this is something why I think my perspective and my passion is unique because I never forget what those two years were like. But I also know firsthand what it's like to be out there, you know, feast or famine, to uh, eat what you catch. And I've never forgotten that. And that's the approach and the perspective I always try to have in my current position. Are you struggling to figure out how to get to the the next level? If so, I want to encourage you to reach out to me. There's a link in the description for this podcast where you can actually click on that link and grab a time on my calendar. We'll set aside 30 minutes, talk about your business. I'll give you some tips and strategies to help you get to that next level. And if it makes sense and you want to talk about coaching, I could talk about some of those coaching options as well. So click the link in the description and I look forward to meeting you one-on-one for your strategy session. Now let's get back into this episode. 
I think a lot of people who are passionate about this stuff have failed. When I first got into business, one of the things that really got me, I guess, upset the most was when I was struggling, there was no one to turn to. Absolutely. So like when I was like, what do I do? Like, I don't know what to do. I'm 25 years old. No one in my family's ever run a business before. I don't have anybody in my social network. I have no one to ask. And so you start going through this mental Rolodex of, you know, do you call the people in your church, your pastor, your whoever, because they're supposed to be there for support. And so for me, that was like why I'm passionate about not letting people learn those hard lessons, why I'm, I'm constantly trying to communicate not just GovCon best practices, but business best practices, uh-huh. Uh-huh. because those business best practices are the ones that'll save your butt. And, and, and I want to add to that, Mike, by the way, thanks for all that you all do. Just amazing value you provide to the small business community. But I also think that as a small business, and I've seen this more often than I care to, is you must ask people the right questions, ask the right people the right questions, because their perspective is different based on where they sit or they have been. I think I did a post on LinkedIn a couple of weeks ago that said your success depends as much of who you don't listen to as much as who you do, because you might get the wrong advice. (laughs) Yeah, you, You most likely will get the wrong advice. I was just at the HubZone conference last week. I was going through my whole session and towards the end, I said, look, everybody, I got to stop here and talk about this because there's a theme in the room (laughs) because people kept talking about they got this advice and I was like who are you getting this advice Uh from uh uh and it's oh my friend that's not even in government contracting why are you listening to them exactly or somebody who's not where you want to be they're a smaller company but they're a really good friend of yours there's some value in that but at the end of the day when you are asking for advice from people who are never going to be where you want to go aren't even in your business and things like that, yep. you're likely to get some really bad advice. It, you're right. I think it's almost more important of who you don't listen to than who you listen to sometimes. Okay. It's just wild. So for you, with your unique relationship and what you have seen, I think that's a good segue into you have been on that other side yes. with the government. I bet I could tell you like <laughs> the five common mistakes you hear all the time because I get these emails every single week and there's a theme. There's about five or six questions that I get asked and it's like they're asking the wrong question because they're brand new to the business and someone told them to go ask this question. And so I say, hey, that's a good question, but let's back up. Let's back up like 10 steps or whatever it may be. Let's start this over again. We're jumping the gun. And so from your perspective, what do you feel is like, let's maybe start with the mistakes. What are all of the mistakes that you see that are really common when small business approaches, say the VA and asks for help getting to know the agency? One, they haven't done their homework. You're going back to school. You're going to a new country and every agency is a different country. They speak a different language. They have a different culture. Mm -hmm. They do things differently. So don't assume that what you do over at DOD is the same at VA or or DHS, etc. or transportation. First of all, do your homework. Understand how the organization works. And it doesn't have to be so much understanding how contracting works. Understand how their culture work? How do they do business? How do they engage with vendors? I always tell people, anytime VA is in the news, there's opportunity there. When VA leaders or any government agency leaders are speaking, listen about where they're going, what they're struggling with, what they think they've done or achieved, because I promise 
issue. Even if we've gotten further down the road, there's still further to go, which means there's opportunity there. I think that's the first thing. The second thing is companies think they're special. And I know this is going to sound mm. bad, but you're not special. I'm just going to keep it real with you, Mike. You didn't invent anything new that's under the sun. Unless you're Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, somebody like that, you didn't invent it. What you're bringing, your product or service is not new nor unique. What is unique is you and how you serve or bring that product or service to that agency. So you think you're going to walk in on the first meeting, you're going to wow this government agency and they're going to say, where have you been all my life? I'm giving you a contract. Ain't happening. I'm just telling you. And if it does happen, I can guarantee you there's some invisible background relationship work that you don't see that happened. Just doesn't work that way. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. So I would say that's the second thing. And then the last thing is they talk too much. When you've done your homework, you understand how agency works and you're ready to go in. That's 15 to 30 minutes of you not to sell yourself because nobody's buying. Mm -hmm. That's your opportunity to ask those right questions that give you better insight, that help build the relationship of trust. So when you're talking to Ozdabu, they are door openers. They are enablers. They're not the people to pitch to. They're the people to build relationship with because I know people who do have contracts and I can open that door. So first of all, I need to be confident that when I open that door, for you that you will perform because the worst thing that SBLOs, which is for commercial, and small business liaisons and Ozdabu does, they hate that they recommend a small business that fails or makes them look bad. So I want to get to know you. I want to know who you are. What's your veteran story? Why are you in business? What are your core values? Let somebody get to know you. Then you go in with your capabilities, especially when you're dealing with the small business office. And then they do the door opening. And when they open the door, that's the time for you to pick. It's not on the first. It's not on the second. And if a government agency wants to lead with capability, I mean, they're leading the dance. Then go with the capability. But if there's someone in the small business office, it's more about getting to know you because when these offices call us and do you know a small business that could do so-and-so, I can go, yep, man, I know Mike. Mike's an awesome guy. He'll be perfect to do your small business education. But if you've just been one of the thousands of capability statements handed to me and you spend all your time pitching, I'm going on to next. Because you didn't maximize those 15 to 30 minutes to stand out about who you are. Now, that's just my approach. And I think it works pretty good. It's a good approach. The research one is always the one where I'm like, look, have you done any research? Do you know Mm -hmm. that you should even be talking to them? Maybe you're talking to the wrong agency Mm -hmm. and you're frustrated because you can't open a door here, but you're trying to talk to the wrong agency. It doesn't matter what you do. It's not going to work. When I see the mistakes, I think most of them come from using just a couple of strategies everywhere. And it's like, hey, my strategy is I'm going to go in with the capability statement, regardless of whether I'm talking to you, the Aussie boot, or I'm talking to the small business, or I'm talking to a contracting officer or a teaming partner or fill in the blank. Like that's the go-to strategy versus saying, what should I be doing at Uh this level for this agency? One of the greatest things about what all the agencies are doing these days 
with, you know, the whole invention of the internet, right? Back when I got into this, there was no Googling any of this stuff. If you did have a website from an agency, the reason it looked like it was early 90s was because I was in the early, the mid 90s when I was doing it. So people still had their early 90s website where, you know, it had some cool logos on it. Maybe some of those weird little GIFs, you know, that, that did little dancing jigs or whatever, you know, they did. Maybe an email address, maybe, but like that was it. There weren't, a lot of information on the websites and today you go to VA's website or anybody else's or even like Fort Hood has a good one if you google Fort Hood small business office it'll bring you to these web pages where it says how to do business with Fort Uh Hood so Uh it's not even just Uh the army it goes to this other level where these bases have a guide and you can open up a PowerPoint presentation it'll say if you're learning to do business with the government and this is your first step here's how you do it and here's how we do it here at Fort Hood and here's contact people and there's all these different things so you can go oh this is how they'd like me to approach them there's so many different options now when you go and look at how they do business not just the the government as a whole but how the particular organization you're trying to get into how it does business with that is names email addresses phone numbers just sat through a panel discussion with let's see dot was there doe was there there were two other departments there there were four on Uh there and Uh you know the common theme for all these Osdeboos was make me do my job. That was the best one. Make me do my job by reaching out to me, introducing yourself and your company to me, letting me know you're there. Then as you need me, I can hopefully facilitate some introductions, but where I can't, I'll be there as a resource when you're having challenges. The thing I think too, with the internet, when you come to the table asking something you could have researched, I go, okay, I give you that answer, then what? I try to encourage companies, get to know one person in an organization. So if you're going after a a particular organization it should be a specific office a specific kind of capability that you can provide for that office then get to know the office who makes the mm-hmm. decisions and this is key for VA because we have procurement decision makers procurement decision makers are considered the people who have the requirement the people who have the decision authority and the people who have the budget that's a procurement decision maker there are people and opportunities in VA where that's split you have the contracting officer and the contract specialists that take care of all of the contracting, the administrative, and have legal do their review. Then you have somebody else that may have the requirement. There may be his or her boss that approves the budget. And so sometimes those aren't all the same people. Right. Then depending on the opportunity, the contracting may be done like at the National Acquisition Center, and then that may be located in Chicago, but the person who has the requirement may be in Boston. This is why when you're asking questions, you want to be asking, well, who else should I be talking to? Are you the one that is going to determine the requirements? Those kinds of questions are key questions. And I don't think it's unique to VA. We just happen to name it procurement decision maker. But I think the scenario is similar in other government agencies. Put this in kind of a slightly different perspective. I used to get really frustrated at the, hey, you can Google that question. What I've learned is 
like there's so many people that are new to the market that really are on an island and there there aren't people in their network. They don't know who to ask. They don't even know which questions to ask. I'm like, you know what? I'm glad you had the guts to reach out and at least ask. Because I've been on that side before where I was the young guy, early 20s, had no idea what I was doing. And I was asking stupid questions, but that was my starting point with stupid questions. I don't think that's wrong with the questions. It's when it's straight information. Questions should be asked. People love to ask me, hey, how can I do business with the VA? And I go, okay, where do you want to do business? I just want a contract. Do you want me to be your BD person? In a typical Azubu office, there's maybe eight to 10 people trying to serve thousands of businesses. And you want me to be your business development person. You haven't done enough homework. And I understand people are starting out, but I tell people, why are you trying to do business with the government, the federal government, which is the largest procurer of products and services in the world, the U.S. government. So if you decide to embark on that, maybe that should be five-year plan, not one-year plan. I'm not saying we are there to help, but when people get upset when government, and I'm just going to speak from our side now, don't answer calls, don't answer their questions, or don't follow up, they get angry like it's personal. It's not personal. It's a resource bandwidth issue. It's your job to follow up. It may require persistence on your part. But guess what? You're the one that's going to get the contract in the end. You're the one that's going to get the door open. I think that sometimes companies think it's personal and that people don't want to do their job. But I find that most people really want to do their job. Their plates are full. And I think that it's a good point there because I always look at it as it doesn't matter if the person on the other end of the phone is doing their job or not. It doesn't. At the end of the day, you still need to grow your company. So Uh if that person isn't being responsive for whatever reason, it doesn't really matter what the reason is. Uh It's your job to be persistent. It's your job to not just have that one person that you're trying to reach out to. And I do see that a lot of like people that get in the business and they're trying to get in an agency and I'm like, so what else are you doing? Who else are you talking Uh to? Uh And you've got three people on your call list. Okay, we're going to have to expand that. Because even if you do get a hold of all of them, guess what the other thing is? Nothing moves very fast. Yes. Things move so much slower in the government. Things that in the commercial world could take days may take weeks or months. Months, And likely months in the government just because the speed at which it works. People don't always grasp that when they get into this and they have like, again, half a dozen maybe people on their call list that they're trying to reach. And it's like, nope, you're going to have to expand that significantly because if you want to get in there, it could be any one of, you know, 50 people that you have to talk to. And that's just that one agency. And then you get into another one. As we're kind of running out of time here a little bit, I want to at least leave with on the positive note. Mm -hmm. If this is you wanting to get in and build relationships with the government, what are two, three, four things Mm -hmm. that you would say, these are the most critical. We talked about the mistakes. So I'm saying the opposite of this. So the the mistakes earlier where you don't do your research, so you got to do your research. That's one. But what are a couple of things that you would recommend? First of all, I would share my Uncle Sam model. And Sam starts S, solve a problem. A, address an issue. M, meet a need. And I don't care what certification you have. It's important that you're solving a problem, addressing an issue, or meeting a need. And you can do that for commercial. You can do that for a education institution, a city or a state. 
The second thing I would say is stock people. So nice. if you have an agency in office, every time they're speaking, you need to be there. Even if it's a Zoom meeting, ask questions in the chat that bring attention to you and your interest in what they're trying to do. If they're speaking at a conference, go there. Make a point to be seen and recognized and visible. The last thing I would say, I'm big on LinkedIn. Every Wednesday, 7 to 8.30, a LinkedIn audio equity and government contracting. It's like ask a question, come to the stage. We have a bunch of government and small business community thought leaders that answer your questions. We coach, we collaborate, and we connect while we're in there with others. That's a great opportunity. And if you don't have a LinkedIn, LinkedIn is where business is done. I will tell you that now when government is doing market research and looking up your company, they're looking at your website, they're looking at your LinkedIn business profile, and your personal profile as a business owner. So it can be done. You can do it. It just takes work and focus. I appreciate all those. And I especially appreciate the LinkedIn one. I'm <laughs> constantly telling people you've got to get here. All your buyers are here. Your mm -hmm. teaming partners are here. Mm -hmm. Your community is here. Mm -hmm. Got to get involved with LinkedIn. I would say probably today when I meet a new business, there's probably about a 30, 40% chance they're not on LinkedIn. I know. I don't get it. Yep. That means there's a 60, 70% chance they are. It's so important. And it's just growing leaps and bounds in government. Mm -hmm. So it's super, super mm -hmm. important. One major takeaway that I would echo is get on LinkedIn if you're not already there. Connect with us on LinkedIn. Yeah. Follow yeah. us. You know, we're happy to connect with you and answer questions and things like that and get involved in things like the Wednesday night and other things yes. that are going on. There's so many activities on LinkedIn that you can be involved with. So great stuff. I really appreciate the conversation today. I will have Michelle's contact info on the website as usual. Thank you, Michelle, for coming on and chatting with me today. Hey, thank you. And if you uh, do want to make a contact with VA, we've got a bunch of resources on our website and you can always direct message me on LinkedIn and I'll get you to the right place. Awesome. Thanks Thank so you. much for all you do and for having me. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Game Changers for Government Contractors. If you have a suggestion for a topic or a guest, please reach out. We are always looking for new guests, new topics, and things that you want to hear about. Thank you for your support, and we'll see you next episode.